Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, where we will bring you some of the most interesting interviews and features from the world of tech. Visit irishtechnews.ie and check out our podcast section to explore all of our previous episodes. You can subscribe to our podcast using whatever your favourite app or service is by visiting anchor.fm forward slash irish-tech-news. Hi and welcome back. It's Melanie here for Irish Tech News and I'm delighted to say I have got the most impressive Mark Schaefer of uh, um, who's a marketing consultant and keynote speaker with Schaefer Marketing Solutions. Um, you can find more information about him on his website which is known as businessesgrow.com. So Mark, welcome to the podcast. Hi Melanie. It's nice to be back with all my friends in Ireland, my tech friends. I've done a lot of events over there and I hope to get back soon. You were telling me before we started recording that this is probably the, one of the most well-visited countries outside of Ireland that you've you've ever had. Yes, yes. I um, have spent a lot of time in Ireland. My um, My ancestors actually came from Ireland and uh, so I've done a lot of work just trying to trace their path over over the years and uh yeah my mother's maiden name was scanlon i found the only scanlon pub in ireland <laughs> went there and the and the owner looked just like my grandfather so i think i hit pay dirt with that one but i love wow yeah I, I i i love ireland and i hope to come back soon fantastic um well we're going to be all looking out for scanlons now um so mark you have quite a following you you're quite the influencer um out on on the social sector field how long have you been in this industry now well i've had a very long career i started in the corporate world and uh worked um for a fortune 100 company in marketing for many years started my own business about 15 years ago and uh you know you mentioned that i'm well known and influential but i i didn't plan it <laughs> <laughs> uh it just it just sort of happened because it, it it all started with a blog really it started with a blog um and i um was very you know open and honest and generous with my ideas the blog led to books uh the books became popular the books led to speaking and more consulting and um yeah, so now uh yeah, I'm I'm pretty well known in, in the marketing industry and I consider that just a great blessing and great fortune. So you're you said you're a writer, so who who would we have seen you in? Which which sort of websites or blogs would we have seen your work? Well, I think I'm best known for for my own blog. Right. It's called Grow on, on my website, businessesgrow.com. And uh, in the early days, I used to contribute to uh, a lot of different, um, a lot of different sites. I, I know I've even done um, some blogs it, over in Ireland for for some of the tech uh, sites over there. I, I remember, oh gosh, six or seven years ago, maybe even eight, um, doing a keynote speak at an Irish tech conference in Dublin, which was so much fun. So, I mean, I, I've, I've, I've been everywhere. 
Um, you were just mentioning again before we started recording that it's going to be your first year not going to social media marketing world um, in many years. So it's we're going to miss you. Um, but yeah, yeah. Well, it's uh, my daughter's getting married at that time, and uh, it's 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 just too close to the wedding to 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 risk it. And uh, but I'll miss it. It's one of my favorite events. It's it's like the friendliest conference in the world. And I've been a speaker there every year. So it was a hard decision not to go this year. I bet. So let's, now we've explained who you are and where we can find you. Let's explain why it's really, really, really important for our listeners to, to learn more about you. And it's because you've brought out yet another book, Mark. Yes, I have it. I have a new book and people might, you know, people are sometimes, uh, sort of, um, uh, amazed at how consistent I've been able to be. I mean, I've, this is my 10th book over a period of about 12 years, I guess. And, um, I, I got to interview the legendary Tom Peters last week, actually. And, uh, he, I, I talked to him two years ago mm-hmm. and he told me that, um, he was going to retire. And of course, Tom is the, author of uh, In Search of Excellence, the best-selling business book of all time. And here I am talking to him two years later. And I said, you told me you were in our tire. What's going on? He said, well, he said, I'm, I'm desperate to get my ideas out. And I think that explains a lot about me too. Mm-hmm. I have so many ideas and I'm so pa- <clears throat> passionate about getting these ideas into the world about emphasizing a more effective human approach to marketing. My new book is about communities, which is super relevant to the tech industry Mm. because about 50% of all company communities in the world are in the tech industry, which shows number one, this is um, a very well understood well adopted practice in the tech industry especially for startups mm-hmm. i can talk about why in a minute but it also shows that this is a vast opportunity for non tech companies and the 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 idea behind my book which is called belonging to the brand the last great marketing strategy is that we need to look at community through a brand marketing perspective, not just a customer service perspective. And that unleashes an entirely new opportunity of potential uh, for businesses. Most communities fail because companies start a community because they want to sell stuff. Yeah. Tech, com- tech communities are a lot smarter. In fact, 85% of all tech startups start with community as their marketing strategy, which I love because it shows, especially young people today are showing us a new way to go about our business, a new way to market, to start with the ideas, the heart, the heads, the passion of our customers and integrating that into our business. So, uh, you're actually completely right because the the customers we tend to react, whereas with a brand strategy you're being proactive, aren't you? 
Um, but well, you're being inclusive. Yeah. You know, most, most outside of tech, most communities are focused on customer service. And I think the reason for that is because it's easy to measure. Yeah. You know, you can, you can see, all right, go solve your problems in a community that avoids the cost of a customer service person, but they're missing the bigger picture of collaboration, co-creation, advocacy, mm-hmm. trust, speed of information, connecting to culture, all these things that make brands great. And especially this emotional connection mm-hmm. to our customers. Once you get into the psychology of community, it's unbelievable how how powerful communities can be for companies and brands. Well, I suppose five years ago, this could not have been emulated anyway. We didn't have the right kind of tools. We didn't have the, the right kind of teams. Um, yeah. As you say, it's, it's going to be tech and IT that can do this first, but that's because they've already got an established um, amount of people in the team whereas smaller startups you know there'll be two or three of them and they'll be wearing about 500 different hats Mm -hmm. so for the tech obviously which is where we are um why would why is communities the best way to start i mean surely there must be an awful lot of financial um and and research work that needs to be done in order to take advantage of this well I think the the thing that inspires me, Melanie, is um, if you look at tech startups, um, of course, uh, you know, startups, they have a good idea and they're eager to go to market. And the marketing part is usually overlooked. Mm-hmm. It's, oh, well, you know, we have a product that's so great, it's going to sell its stuff. It'll be obvious. And that usually doesn't work. Involving customers up front, which is a common practice, I think, in tech is to get their ideas to beta, beta test yeah. to, you know, to, to get them to get your, your, your early fans on board to get them involved with early product design and testing. You know, this is amazing. And I think a lot of young people today, they look at traditional marketing. They look at advertising. They look at interrupting people. They look at spamming people and they say, why would we do that? Mm-hmm. Let's just bring our friends together and, and do this together. That's what community is all about. So I think young people, especially, and I shouldn't just say young, let's just say smart people in tech are, they're, they're teaching us. They're teaching us a new way to go to market. Mm-hmm. It's coming from tech. It really is. And I think it's awesome and inspiring. And what I hope is that my book will be validating and inspiring <clears throat> for any tech company. If you're, if you've got a community, you'll be able to point to this book and say, yes, yes, this is exactly what we've been saying. Here's some new great ideas. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a community, you'll be able to see why this is one of the last effective marketing strategies we have left. So yeah, actually, great segue there. Thank you. Um, telling telling people who is meant to be reading this book, who are you deliberately targeting um, for this type of book? I know you keep on talking about startups, but there are scale ups as well that would probably get some great takeaways from this. There are case studies in this book, really 
there's something for everybody. I've got B2B, B2C, huge companies, small companies, even solo preneurs, Mm -hmm. like, you know, work at home moms that have a business or even have a place in this book. I think this book is for anyone who has the sinking feeling that their marketing just isn't working anymore. And the reason it's not working anymore is because usually people reject it. We're in a streaming economy. I watch more TV than I've ever watched in my life. I almost never see ads because, you know, it's on Netflix, Disney Plus, something like that. I listen to music all day long. I never hear ads because it's on Spotify. I listen to audiobooks. I never hear ads. So my media consumption is almost entirely marketing free. We've got to connect with our consumers in a new way. And here's the most amazing thing about community. When you get into the psychology of community, you learn human beings need community. It is vital to our psychological well-being, our mental health, even our physical health. This is the only kind of marketing community that people want, Mm. that they enjoy, that will make them feel great, that will, you know, actually help heal some of the mental health issues we have in the world. And I'm not saying, you know, I'm not being naive and saying, oh, this is the solution to the mental health crisis we have in the world. No, of course, it's a very large and complex problem. However, it can make a difference Hmm. without question. And I think the book, this book shows you how that happens, why that happens, and most important, why it's relevant to businesses right now. It's interesting you've um, hinted at, well, not even hinted, you've kind of stamped all over it, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, yeah, um, which is what you were mentioning. And he's been on the ball for many years. Yeah. (laughs) and you know that's for sure totally that's for sure and 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 i don't know if you see the same thing in ireland that we see in america but this idea of, of this mental health crisis is yeah. in the news every single day yeah what yeah. one of the things that propelled me to write this book was a headline that was in the new york times that said this is the loneliest generation talked about our children today and it, it it broke my heart. It just broke my heart. 51% of, of young people aged 18 to 24 have seek, have sought medical attention for mental health problems. The average for all other generations is 24%. And a lot of it is because all this time they're spending online, you know, it, it seems like you're a click away from belonging from a, you know, friendly relationships, but what we found it's, it's like empty calories for, for, for society, for belonging. And the more time we spend online, the more lonely, the more isolated, the more depressed we feel. Community is an antidote for that. And it's something that's accessible to every single company. As I mentioned, mm-hmm. I've got in this book, a community with 6 million people in it. I've got a community in here uh, in the book with 30 people in it. Startups, solopreneurs, big companies. It's something that's accessible 
even to nonprofits and universities. So to embrace communities, it doesn't necessarily mean just online communities. It means, you know, hybrid and in, in person, face to face as well. Um, yeah, exactly. One of one of my favorite case studies in the book is from uh, from the London area about a traditional B2B business. And the guy just felt like I'm not going anywhere. None of my marketing is working. And he started this community that was founded with just some people that were going out to lunch every month. And now it's turned into this very popular community. The community is now bigger than his business. Yeah, similar to a curry club that I heard of happening in in London due to crypto um, relationships. And so that was a couple of years ago now. So there's it's kind of snowballing this community, isn't it? Um, and do you think it's because we've shifted from the almighty um, like to actually talking to people now? Well, let's hope so. Let's hope so. I mean, I think there was a quote uh, from a significant tech leader. Um, he's actually the uh, senior vice president of innovation for for Hewlett Packard. And he t- he talks about this very thing, Melanie. He said that there's 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 a backlash happening hmm. to these empty relationships we have online. And he said, and he pointed out specifically that the first place he's seeing this backlash happen is in in tech. I had uh, an amazing conversation as I was actually, you know, I hadn't even started writing the book yet. I don't think um, during the pandemic. One of the things I did, I have a background in in coaching and and counseling, and I thought, you know, there's so many people out there who are hurting and suffering and scared. When I saw someone online that was obviously struggling, I just say, look, do you need somebody to talk to? That's something I could contribute to the world during the pandemic. I talked to this young guy. He was a uh, he was he was a software developer, and he belonged to an online tech community. He was stuck in his apartment in New York City. He was, he was, he was quarantined, couldn't get out, couldn't see anybody. He said, Mark, I don't know if I would have made it through the pandemic without this tech community. Now, the primary reason for this community was to trade ideas about software development. It was sponsored by a software company. But this was a place where he had friendships, mm-hmm. where he had support, where they could talk to each other, help each other, even through these difficult times of the pandemic, to offer this psychological and sociological support. And it was like so powerful that this guy is saying, I get so much more out of this community than just tech support. Now, here's the magical part, Melanie. The research shows when people are creating these supportive friendships in a community, that emotion spills over to the sponsoring company. Hmm. It becomes brand love. It creates an emotional switching cost because if you don't use that company anymore, 
you're, you don't, you're not in the community anymore and you lose those relationships. You use those connections, lose those connections and, and friendships. So it's a very, very powerful thing. I, I believe most companies that have a community mm-hmm. don't even really understand how powerful it is. And I, and my, my book, I think can, can help do that. One of the early readers of the book was a community manager. She said, before I read your book, I was depressed and disheartened. Things just weren't going that great in my community. And I realized I was doing everything wrong. <laughs> oh, right. Because that's what I was going to ask you, actually, is um, you've explained the importance of community and, and how you know how you can utilize it for the benefit for for good for both of you and community is another name for your tribe as well so it depends on how you look at it It could be your tribe or your community but do you explain in the book how people can build and look after and nurture the community and and which tools to use that sort of thing yes and no (laughs) (laughs) the yes part is that this is a, is a very high level strategic view of how communities happen, how they happen successfully. This is not necessarily a how to book no, no. of how do you hire a community manager? What do you do if something is, somebody is disrupting your community? And the reason it's not that book is because there are other books. And at the end of the book, I say, if you need detailed information, go to these resources. What this book is a high level view of, of, of the strategy behind how successful communities are happening. Number one, it doesn't start with an idea. How do we sell more stuff to people? Nobody's going to gather for that reason. It starts with purpose, an intersection between your purpose as a company and your customer's purpose. An example that I think is very easy for people to understand is Patagonia. It's a brand that's very famous for standing for sustainability and outdoor recreation. I have a friend in their community who told me I will only buy their clothes because his purpose intersects with their purpose. Wow. So there's, there's a whole chapter about this in the book to think through as a company. What can you do better? What can you accomplish more if you have your customers coming alongside you? There's lots of prompts like that. So that's number one. Number two, your first community members are probably already there. Hmm. It could be, like I said, this guy in London, it was people he was going out to lunch with. For me, it was people that might read my blog or listen to my podcasts. Those were the first people in in my community. And by the way, the purpose of my community, which is called Rise, is to learn about the future of marketing. This is something I love, something I'm immersed in. And I think to be relevant, we need to have these discussions and sort through you know, what's, what's coming next. So typically, the first members of your community are already people who are interested in what you do. And it just means fanning the flames. And the third big item, which is one of the most fun chapters in the book, I think, is talking about how working in a community needs a completely different mindset from how we usually do marketing. Uh, Douglas Burdett of the Marketing Book Podcast 
interviewed me the other, other day. And he said, it's like we have marketing muscle memory that we have to get rid of. I think that's a good way to, to put it because we're having a, a, a successful community doesn't mean selling marketing command and control. It means giving up power. It means listening to people and let them take control and lead you to new places and better places and new ideas. Uh, that happened in my own community. My vision of what the community, what I thought the community would be, it went a completely different way and it's a much better way. And what I found is the leader of my community, the main focus is on one culture, making it a safe place. And number two, dispensing status, acknowledging people, making them feel heard, making them feel like they belong to this place. So that's really different from how we normally think about uh, marketing mm-hmm. and marketing. The old marketing is ephemeral. You know, we, we try an ad, we try this. When the money runs out, we start something new. A community is a social contract. You better not, it can't go up and down. No. <laughs> it's another really weird way to think about uh community, but it's absolutely critical. So I think my book, whether you're, you're, you, you haven't thought about this before or whether you have actively created a community, I think there's something in there for everybody. I think a lot of people feel they should have a community and don't really know why. And I think yeah, this book will go some way to explaining it. Yeah. Interesting, Melanie. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, and I, I love the way that, cause you kind of hinted at the marketing cycle there, um, mm-hmm. about yeah. the social contract. So as you know, it starts with customer wants and needs and you get, um, the provision, then you get the, the money in, then you build up the relationships and you back up to the, um, customer wants and needs again. And so mm-hmm. it's, you're actually doing that with, with your tribe or your community. If you do it properly. Here's, here's the amazing thing. And it truly is amazing. So in this book, this is my 10th book, but I did something in this book I've never done before in any book. I devoted an entire chapter to one person. <laughs> and this is a, a a woman who I think is absolutely visionary when it comes to community. This is a woman who she was an entrepreneur and while she was working on this new business, she became pregnant and she was torn because some of her friends were saying, well, you need to you know, work on this business. And some of her friends were saying, no, you need to be a mother. And she wanted to do both. She didn't want to give up either one. So she created a group, a community called Boss Mom. This community now has 70,000 members. In the first nine months that she created this community, she had a six-figure income, uh, and she's been doubling her business every year. Uh, it's now nearly a million-dollar business, and she has no sales department, huh. no marketing department, wow. no marketing budget, no ad, no SEO, no content marketing. She doesn't need any of that. It's the ultimate marketing without marketing. It's it's the only marketing that people actually love and need. 
They're in this community because they love her. They love each other. They're nurtured. They're supportive. And they buy everything she has because they're in this community. She doesn't have to sell (laughs) if she has videos, training programs, books, consulting, events. They flock to it and they can't wait to buy it because they're, they're such an energized member of, of the community and they love her and they support her. So it's the ultimate marketing, but it's really not marketing. <laughs> it's a very enviable position for her to be in though. Um, you know, I've worked with, with the, the children's and baby sector myself personally. It's very easy, like animals, kittens, puppies, that sort of thing. very, very easy. But then when you're going into the tech field, you can't really make that young and fluffy. So, I don't think, yeah, I don't think it has to be fluffy, but I think the example that I gave about the software developer who just yeah. felt supported, you know, I just think, um, we're in a world. So I think it, the, the main premise of the book is that there are three mega trends coming together that point to community as the future of marketing. Number one, we already talked about this. The mental health crisis is something that people need. Yeah, Number two, yeah. we kind of talked about this too. Traditional marketing just doesn't work anymore. People don't see her as they don't, if they see them, they don't believe them. They're, people are paying extra money to not see your marketing in the streaming <laughs> economy. That's number two. Number three, which is something you hinted at, is the tech industry is enabling community in new ways. And we look at the investment in things like Metaverse, Web3, NFTs, uh, even AI. These are all enabling new ways to to come together in community. The last part of the book is all about how technology is enabling new types of communities and what the implication is going to be for uh, for the future. So those are the three megatrends that are coming together. And, um, you know, I started working on this book many years ago, but, but Melanie, I'll do a little bragging here. The <laughs> day I wrote the last words of the book, a few months ago, McKinsey came out with a major research report that said community is the next big thing in marketing. <laughs> Excellent. So I, felt pretty, I felt pretty darn good about that. <laughs> well, a lot of people see these things coming. I mean, like I said, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. I mean, he was yeah. way on the ball. But, a long but the time thing ago. is, Melanie, it's, it's, you know, the thing that's so frustrating to me, and we talked about, why I'm desperate to get these ideas out. I go to a lot of marketing events. I've gone to marketing events for, you know, for decades. I have never been to a marketing conference that had um, a a topic about community. Really? It's It's always about Facebook ads, SEO, content marketing, social media, uh, you know, thought leadership, whatever. But but community, that's why I say community is the biggest overlooked opportunity in marketing in the history of marketing opportunities because it's right in front of us and nobody's even talking about it. 
Right. Well, there's, there's, you're challenging every single event organizer now. Add it to the agenda. Yes. And invite me. (laughs) (laughs) More importantly, more important. But but I think it's just so obvious. Yeah. It's the ultimate marketing. What's the ultimate emotional connection with your customers? And it's not even on the table. That's really interesting. And now you think about it, I can't think of it being on any of the ones I've gone to. No. Oh, isn't that interesting? Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully my book will start a movement. We've, we've got, <laughs> I mean, literally, and it, it, it's, you know, it's, look, it, it's, it's not about me and my ideas. This is not just my opinion. Everything in the book is backed up with research. You know, I think I have like 183 references you know, academic references in this book, something like that. I mean, um, you know, it was a lot of work. I wrote this book before chat GPT. I'll have, you know, ah. <laughs> so it's 100% human content. <laughs> and then I, well, don't get me started about chat GPT. <laughs> I know I've seen you recently post about it. I know yeah. in a comment. It's exciting and depressing. <laughs> A lot of these social media tools and and equipment really is quite depressing. Um, But, you know, this this has been quite an eye opening conversation. So thank you so much for telling us about your new book. Um, Has it been launched already, Mark? And where can we find it? it? Actually, the the day we're speaking uh, on this show, uh, the, the book launched yesterday. So you're one of the first people to interview me about this. And I really appreciate it so much. And again, I'm so just deeply appreciative because I just, I, I just love Ireland. I love the people of Ireland. I can't wait to come back. And I, I, I mentioned to you, I am coming back. You are September. coming back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have this marketing retreat called the uprising. You can find it on my site. And for the first time ever, it's going to be in Dublin, uh, in September of 2023. Uh, it's limited to, I, I keep it small. 30 people and we're going to, it's going to be discussions about the future of marketing. And we're going to have a lot of great new friendships, a great, lot of great new relationships. We're going to have a lot of fun and everybody will be, it's, it's, I've been doing this for, I think four years now. It's the best thing I've done in my career. It's absolutely magical. And for the first time we're going to have it in Europe. So I'm, I'm super excited. You can find my book, my blog, my podcast, the uprising event at businessesgrow.com. And everyone in Ireland should be able to find, uh, my book, uh, on, uh, on Amazon in paper, uh, electronic. And also the audio book is, is narrated by me. Very good. You covered every base there. Well done. <laughs> um, okay. Well, thank you so much for your time. Thank Mark. you, Melanie. And um, we we look forward to hearing about your trip over later this year. Um, I expect another book will come out of that at some stage. (laughs) And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get back to you. We hope with some more news on your next book. Have you started writing it yet? Have you got a concept? I've got, I've got, you know, I I just have all these ideas, Melanie. (laughs) I'm like Tom Peters. I'm desperate to get my ideas out. And uh, yeah, I'm 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 probably not done yet. I don't think you are either, to be honest. Okay, well, I am done. So we'll be back very soon with another podcast.
Thank you for listening to the latest Irish Tech News podcast. Check back every day for the latest episode. You can follow us on Twitter at Irish underscore tech news. On Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Irish Tech News. On LinkedIn, linkedin.com forward slash company forward slash Irish dash tech dash news. On Instagram, instagram.com forward slash Irish Tech News dot IE. And on TikTok, tiktok.com forward slash at Irish Tech News.